Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is somewhere that we can touch base every episode about things that are going on in the podcast, in our lives, or just in the greater Les universe. And the first thing we want to talk about is all of our trivia nights coming up. We keep booking more. I am so excited. We have one in New York, one in D.C., one in Denver, and then another one in New York. If you want to know the dates and times for all of those, just go to our Facebook and make sure you check those out. They're all coming up between September and the end of October. We would love to see some of you there. We also are still looking for trivia hosts. If you want to host it in your city or if you have other cities that you'd like to have one of these trivia nights, get in touch with us. Send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. We're also starting our Patreon Season 3 campaign. We're so excited. We just had our watch party for Colette, which was so fun. We always do our drinking game and get to hang out with all of our wonderful patrons. So join us for the next one at the Ellen DeGeneres level or up. We are super excited for the movies we have coming up this season, so I highly recommend uh, considering joining those watch parties. Um, We also, as a reminder, have new Patreon tiers. We have our King Princess tier at $50, uh, and we also have a new sponsorship level tier at $250. If you want to promote your business or some other project that you have going on or just send someone like the coolest shout-out ever... Uh, go check it out, and we would be happy to do that. We're also going to be at the weekend soiree, which we will never stop talking about, so get used to it. (laughs) On October 31st in New Orleans, we would love to see some of you there. If you're going to be there, email us, let us know. We'd love to meet up. We also want to shout out uh, some cool news in the queer literature world. So queer author Gabby Rivera's book, Juliet Takes a Breath, is being republished by Dial Books for Young Readers starting on September 17th. So you can check out her website, GabbyRivera.com, for tour dates, uh, see who she'll be chatting with all across the U.S., and if you haven't picked up the book yet, be sure and check it out. Also, I really want to talk about another thing in our Les universe, which is the Are You the One finale just happened last week. I'm not going to spoil it, but I am going to let you know that we are going to have one of the cast members on the show to talk about it and to give you dating advice. So if you want to get dating advice from one of the cast members, email us with your questions. We would love to answer them. I'm also going to shout out another podcast called The Buzzed Brief, which is a podcast by Cassandra White and Kayla Jardine, who are two of my best friends from college. They're also hilarious. Cassandra's a comedian in New York, and Kayla is a journalist, and they talk about the news every week in a way that's very easily digestible. I know there is so much going on in this world, so sometimes it's nice to just have somebody sit down and tell you what you need to know for the week. 
And with that, that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 31st installment of Shoulda Been Gay. And in this week's episode, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. <laughs> oh, I cannot not sing that song. No, you um, can't. And if you didn't know, we are covering Mulan today. <laughs> Did anyone not get that? Was that not clear? I thought, I thought we were very clear. Yeah, if you've seen Mulan, you know. Oh, it was fun. And we have a very special guest with us today, Sydney Lai, who is a serial tech entrepreneur and investor, and also one of my good friends. <laughs> thank you so oh, hey, much Sydney. for joining us, Sydney. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like before we start, I need to talk about how we <laughs> met. Yeah, can we please? Because I actually haven't even heard this story. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. All right. So... Number one, I will say since this meeting, Sydney has been a huge supporter of the podcast and has gotten us some amazing guests. She was the one who got us connected with Robin from her. Nice, nice. And I little did I know that Sydney would be so valuable. I was <laughs> I was at Stonewall in New York at Lesbo Agogo <laughs> um, with my friend Alexa. And we were both dancing. Uh, my friend Alexa is a very good dancer. And so is Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone could see the enthusiastic nodding that Sydney is doing right now. Uh, so like, I'm just yes, saying, I get am it, a great Alexa. dancer. Get it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, and so me and Alexa are dancing. Sydney and her friends are dancing. And then all of a sudden, we just sort of merge groups. We're all dancing as you do at Lesbo Gogo. <laughs> and then I swear to God, like looking back on this event, the whole place like parted and Sydney and Alexa just start dancing in the middle. And everyone's like, yes, 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 yes. Like it was a show. It's like parting the Red Sea, but like with lesbians. Yes. Is it parting the Red Sea with lesbians? It's just like everyone has their period at the time. So it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not going there. <laughs> It was it was like a Kyle Hanagami dance video. It wow. was just the two of us. I mean, I'll be frank. I was definitely hitting on her. I was like, what's up, girl? And yes. the first thing I said to her was like, are you a choreographed trained dancer? <laughs> because, yeah, the way we were dancing together and melding, it was like finding an acapella buddy and you just knew how to sing together. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it yeah. was just it was incredible. So. Shout out to Alexa. I'm just I'm picturing this like a like a dance scene in a movie where it's like you know you have an entire dance floor and yet somehow inexplicably there's just like a huge moat of space, you know, around yes. like the two actual like lead characters. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. They were the lead characters in this night, and I was just there enjoying it. Ellie was the <laughs> unpaid extra who's there dancing. There's no music playing. It's just, okay. <laughs> Honestly, true. <laughs> So at the end of the night, we all walk outside, and Alexa is just notoriously flighty. And so I was like, Sydney, you seem cool. Let me get your number. I was, I swear to God, I was not even hitting on her. I just was like, I know if I get your number that we might see you again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love this. So I got Sydney's number after she danced with Alexa all night, and then we just <laughs> yes. became friends. It was I beautiful. It. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
What a beautiful story. And we did see each other. We've seen each other many times since then. I've seen you more than I've seen Alexa. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it was a very fateful night. And I'm so happy that it happened. And now we are here with Sydney to talk about Mulan. Uh, And as we are going to dive into Mulan... Um, so what we like to do, Sydney, for anyone who, you know, maybe isn't familiar with the movie that we're talking about, we like to start with the IMDb synopsis, which are always great, um, and then we provide our own gay synopsis. So I'm going to start with reading our IMDb synopsis for Mulan, which is as follows. To save her father from death in the army, a young maiden secretly goes in his place and becomes one of China's greatest heroines in the process. I mean, excellent. Yeah, excellent. A, so accurate. Good one. I feel it. Yeah. It's like a little heavy handed for my taste personally this time around, but you know. What about a gay synopsis? Do you have a. Ellie, do you have a gay synopsis? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Gender queer icon Mulan falls in love with bisexual icon Li Shang, and they make queer icon babies and live happily ever after. Oh my god! <laughs> There's just I so many it. gay icons oh. in this film. It's so absurd. Uh, what about you, Sydney? Do you have a gay synopsis for Mulan? I think my gay synopsis is the moment she came onto the screen. I was like, "Wait, is that me?" Yep. Yeah, it was just like a <laughs> queer Asian powerhouse. Of a woman. I was like, yes. She was my queen. Young gay Sydney Lai sees herself on screen for the first time in Disney's Mulan. Uh, I love it. My gay synopsis is... I actually... I recast who the main character is in my gay synopsis. Um, So mine is young, closeted Li Shang. Joins the army. Climbs the ranks to become a general. But has to search his heart when he falls for a young soldier. Under oh, his command. who was also mm, a man. That's at, good. I mean, pr- presenting mm-hmm. as a man. I didn't even think mm-hmm. of it from that perspective. Yes. I was just thinking of. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into just, it. Don't so worry. So there was there was this theory that Chifu, the the like commander of the general, was possibly gay. Oh, really? Ooh. What's that theory? Yeah. So the theory is because one asp- um, just one, I guess he's a little bit more flamboyant when presented, and this could also just be animation at the time, but also there's a scene when everyone is singing about, you know, having a woman that they're fighting for, and Chifu is slyly looking, you know, side-eyed and saying, oh yes, I also have a woman waiting at home for me, and he looks a little smug, and then Yao... <laughs> You know, the short, stout little guy was like, yeah, his mom, but (laughs) just as an example. That's cute. Yeah, but you have to admit, just, I I, I can't even, I can't even imagine other queer characters. It was just Mulan to me was just so clearly badass and gay. And I mean, just even the song. Yeah. Well, let's wait. Can we, can we start there? Because let's start with... We like to hear a little bit of your experience with the thing we're talking about. So start at the beginning and tell tell us a little story about your experience with Mulan, because I think it sounds like that's going to be what was a formative experience. So in 1998 is when Mulan came out. And in 1998, I can't math, so I was a kid at that time. 
And I, I remember <laughs> she's in tech, but she can't. I math. was some number of years <laughs> yeah, old I was, at that time so as well. I was like in elementary school, or or yeah, I was in elementary school, and I just remember even seeing. I remember even seeing just the intro, and there's just this Chinese calligraphy on TV, and there's that music, and I was like, oh my god, I've never ever even seen Chinese calligraphy on screen. And I came out fairly young. I realized I was getting fourth grade. And then I came out to my Catholic school when I was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, wow. This is not what the episode is about, but I'm so curious (laughs) about that. That's a whole other story. I got names. I got memories. (laughs) Wait, okay. Fourth grade. How long was that after Mulan? Okay, so this was... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this was 1998, and it's currently 2019. So this was about, (laughs) you know, 21 years ago, right? So I was seven. I was seven years old. There we go. There's math. Okay. Um, So you were seven. I was seven. So you saw Mulan, and two years later, you were like... Okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty quickly. And so, I mean, immediately as it comes out, I'm hooked to it. And what I realized was in the beginning, you just have this girl, she's kind of carefree. And even the way, you know, media has portrayed what and how I should understand my own identity. I felt that the character of Mulan really broke that expectation. And she was just kind of a tomboy. She was really, really cool. And off the bat, that just spoke to me. I mean, I could dive even deeper, but you look at the songs like Reflection, right? If if you look at that song, it has... I have never felt such gay feels. I mean, I watched this video. I watched this movie last night. I watched this 21 years later, 20 years later, and I was like oh my God, this is so gay. And I I knew that it was gay when I was a kid, but I didn't have the formative words to fully comprehend all the undertones and the metaphor. Like she goes to war, she goes to war with her straight identity. Yes. Oh, that's (laughs) good. I love that. Honestly, when you said the word reflection, like you literally just said (laughs) reflection and I got goosebumps. (laughs) I feel like anyone around our age like that, song just that song right like it just it is it's like such a pa- like it's like a sensory experience yes. just thinking of that song for and everyone i'm gonna argue throughout this that mulan is gender non-conforming oh yes maybe maybe even so- gender like fluid potentially trans um yes, but 100%. at least non-binary like in some just in some sort of way i think her gender identity doesn't fit her And so I feel like reflection, in my interpretation, is a trans anthem. Wow. Can we just dig into, like, even, we could spend an hour just on the line, who is that girl I see staring straight back at me? Like, we could spend an hour dissecting. (laughs) So many tears. I so wish everyone could see just the responses, the physical responses happening right now. But like you, we could spend a solid hour, like just on how that line hits queer people, like across so many identities and just in so many ways, like everything that you can read from that. Can I also say, especially as, 
you know, queer Asian child of immigrant parents, the line that really even struck me was the line in the song where she goes, that if I were truly to be myself, I would break my family's heart, right? So, you know, sometimes I do go to other friends about, you know, how do I come out to parents? But it is such a different experience when you are a child of immigrant parents. Coming out is a completely different conversation or just a conversation that you cannot have because Mm -hmm. there is no reasoning or, you know, kind of like, oh, just talk to them. Mm, This isn't really... Have you talked to them? Oh, oh yeah. It's, that's a whole nother conversation. I get like, (laughs) I get like weekly calls from my mom. Like, Hey, how's, are you still like guys? I'm like, no, still, still (laughs) gay (laughs) since you called yesterday. Uh, (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) I think that I would say 100% one of the major major unanswered questions of a movie like Mulan, especially with a song like Reflection in it, is like, does Mulan dress like a man to go to war? Or does Mulan go to war to dress like a man? Mm, that's a very valid question. Like, what's the incentive? Yeah. The egg. yeah. Well, I just think that the thing is, the film sets the premise, right? The plot sets the premise as, like, I have to save my father. But then you have reflection. And reflection doesn't fit that premise, right? Reflection isn't just a whole song about, I have to save my father. That's not what the song's about. Yes. It's not, that has, like, that's... That's not the that's not what the song is. The song is a completely different thing that she's dealing with that they just sort of like never address ever again. How well, I mean, how do you not address that? She dresses like a man for most of the film and I think that's when she feels the most comfortable. Oh, it's yeah. very obvious. Um so I think they do address it. They don't have a, maybe they don't have another song about it. <laughs> but Still. Well, explicitly. They don't explicitly address it the way that I think reflection, like, puts it front and center of, like, there's something else going on right here, you know? Like, it's, yeah, it's, that's, it would be a totally different thing to me. Like, Mulan as a movie, I think, would hit me totally differently if Mulan had a huge heartbreaking ballad about, like, being gay. (laughs) no no she has that one what i'm saying is like what if she had a whole ballad about just being like like i have who is that father father. right like who is that father (laughs) i see and how do i save his life but like that's not the song the song is like who is this girl i'm staring at in the mirror and why isn't she me and why don't i feel like she's me wow yeah valid right yep absolutely like that's that's a legit thing that they just like snuck into this kids movie that we all then just internalized like that message and sung by christina aguilera so case she was actually my uh yes i mean a yes but b we're gonna talk about leia salonga like don't you oh yes Uh, i'm sorry leia salonga is a queen i have to admit i don't know who she is however (gasps) You, this is where the two theater nerds and Ellie and I are like dying a little Christina on the inside Aguilera right now. was my middle school crush. So, so there was two <laughs> side tangent. Avril Lavigne and Christina Aguilera crushes was when I realized, oh, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, those mm. are pretty, I would venture to guess quite a few people listening are like, yep, check, <laughs> <Yeah>. check. <laughs> 
Well, we need to educate you on who Leia Salonga is. Yes. Because, okay, so first of all, she voiced many Disney princesses. Yeah. Uh, Mulan, I believe Jasmine. She also was on Broadway many times. She played Eponine in the 10th anniversary of Les Mis. Oh my gosh. And Valentine in the 20th anniversary. I should have, I've seen both. I should have known. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And her voice is incredible. Uh, she was Kim in Miss Saigon. Yes, and she was in Miss Saigon. Oh! She's just an icon. Oh, that's... Oh, oh wow. Either yes. way, she is a singing icon. She's a powerhouse. And, yeah, I still have, like, a, a Miss Saigon original cast recording <laughs> that I listen to all the time because I just... I love her. She's great. Let's get back... <laughs> let's dig back into the movie. So... Sydney. Oh, are, watch- are we not doing an episode on Leia Salonga? Should have been gay. Yeah, Leia Salonga should have been gay. I would be so happy. Um, <laughs> Sydney, you rewatched the movie last night, right? So you have a you have a bunch of notes. What's what's next on the list in terms of plot points? Well, wait, 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 wait. Before we even dive into your notes, you okay? You said you watched the movie with a friend who's never seen it. Yeah, it was a straight man. Is that? Yeah, can you tell us what that experience was like? What's it like for someone to see Mulan for the first time? Because I don't think I've known that that was possible since yeah. 1999. You yeah, know? my friend and I, my best friend and I were both women who were born and raised in the 90s. And he was also perhaps born in 89. I don't know. Something happened. And something happened. <laughs> something and happened. You got maybe stuck in he the just wasn't. Maybe he just wasn't a young... He was in Jumanji for a couple decades, and then now he's back, and we yeah. watched Mulan. <laughs> so what was it like? He actually... It was so funny, because I was like, oh, how do you feel so far? And, you know, I think media representation has changed a lot and up until 2019. And he's watching this film, and he's like... I don't really understand. Are they Chinese or Japanese? It was a little bit ambiguous for him. That was mm. one of the that was one of the confusions. Wait, you mean 1998 Disney wasn't like doing hardcore research to make sure that they were culturally uh, appropriate? Culturally. Yeah. So the movie actually exactly yeah. So the movie actually never really took off in either China or in Taiwan because everything was completely inaccurate. And so as <laughs> wow. the Mulan 2020 movie is coming out, uh, there was a lot of uproar because a lot of the architecture in the new live action movie is also inaccurate. And they take out Mushu. Wow. I know. Just. Eh. And <laughs> Li Shang. Yeah. Yeah. What other, what other queer characters can you possibly talk about? I mean, besides okay, Mulan. Okay, so Mulan. one thing one thing I will say though is because I've heard the live action. What at least, and again, I mean, I'm not someone who's going to like hugely go to bat for Disney on this, but I have heard they are not doing a live action remake of the the cartoon. They're making a live action movie based on the poem, the Ballad of Mulan. And none of that is in the poem, right? Like, I mean, the the cartoon yeah, is fair. loosely based on the poem. And I've heard that the movie is supposed to also be loosely based on the poem. Not that I think that's going to make it any more culturally sensitive, necessarily. Let's not get our hopes up. 
I do think it it at least is the reason that a lot of the the cartoon things aren't being carried over because they weren't in Mushu's not in the poem, you guys. Oh, so so the question. See, my question is: Is the matchmaker going to be in the new movie? Because the matchmaker, especially, it looks like it from the trailer, right? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because I think, especially watching this in my late twenties, the matchmaker really stood out to me. It didn't really. I didn't really notice the matchmaker when I was a kid. Right, because mm. no one's trying to set me up as a child bride. But when I was <laughs> when I was rewatching Mulan, I realized the matchmaker was such an emotional piece for me as a queer woman, right, as a lesbian woman, because it is very much. So my family's Taiwanese, and it's very much in our culture to make sure that we have a partner at a certain age, that they come from a reputable household and that you're not going to die alone forever and well what my mom does understand is that we're millennials so we're forever alone we're gonna die well i'm gonna die alone um but as i'm looking at as i'm looking at matchmaker i'm as a character i'm realizing that mulan is experiencing her identity by herself, but now she also has these outside forces of, hey, you need to find a man. Hey, you need to fill these roles as a woman. Hey, mm-hmm. you need to fill these roles as a straight woman in a specific household, etc. And, you know, she's not absolutely not ecstatic. And I would also say she's not out- outraged. However, you can see she's very like, ah... I guess. And as a gay child, I'm like, a boyfriend? Huh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage, Well, and it is funny, right, that, like, they don't give you any... You don't see a backstory of, like, Mulan growing up. Like, it's not... Mulan is not, you know, oh, here she is as a little girl, like, playing swords, and here she is as this. Like, you don't get any backstory of, like, this has been a long-running thing that it's just like, that's who Mulan is. Like, you get... We're gonna set you up with a man. And then she's like, who am I? <laughs> like, Yep. Queer awakening. That's, she's that's like, wait, the man? Oh, absolutely. I have to say faking straight is like the most gay thing you can do as an Asian kid. It's perfect. <laughs> well, so the and, whole okay. scene after the matchmaker is just her faking straight. It's, sh- <laughs> it's faking like, yep. it. Faking it. Uh, China edition. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What I think is interesting about that too is, so, I mean, of course, you know me and my research, Ellie. Um, I went and looked up the Ballad of Mulan. Of uh, course. <laughs> the poem so that all of these things are based on. And what I'm going to say is, look, do I think you can make a case for, like, there's no Mushu, there's no, you know, Li Shang, there's no, okay, sure, fine. Here are the things that I would say are quintessentially part of the Ballad of Mulan. Mulan is freaking gay. <laughs> I think that is a quintessential part of the poem, because I'm just going to read for us. I mean, granted, it's a translation. Uh, let's be fair about that. This is a translation I am getting from Wikisource, so thank you, Internet. Um, I'm just going to read the first couple stanzas of The Ballad of Mulan, okay? The sound of one sigh after another as Mulan weaves at the doorway. No sound of the loom and shuttle, only that of the girl lamenting. Ask her of whom she thinks. Ask her for whom she longs. There is no one I think of. There is no one I long for. 
So I'm just gonna say, the whole intro to Mulan as a person is, here is a girl who is very, very despondent and sad, and the only thing that they want you to know is, is she thinking and longing for anyone? Because, I mean, definitely not if you ask her. Let's go back to the text, and I think the only thing we can say is, canon gay, Mulan. Canon yes. gay. yeah. I think what's also really interesting about Mulan, and especially from my perspective, what's really refreshing is that you have a should have been gay character really internalizing and going through her journey of her own identity. And there's no really other characters necessary to really comment on how she identifies and how she goes through her own journey as a tomboy, as a masculine female in a way, right? And it's like she is expected to have these very, quote, feminine traits, feminine personalities, feminine duties. However, she's like, nope, this is what I set my mind to. This is how I want to show up in this world. And she kind of struggles with that because the world is not yet ready for her to be her true self. Ugh. I just also, um, (laughs) I just feel like... I wish that Mulan stayed the way that she was. Yes. Like, by the end. So badly. Like, because I still feel like they try to be like, oh, like, obviously we're skipping a lot. But her true self, she's mostly her true self in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Even though, like, okay, yes, like, she's technically lying to other people about who she is. But I don't think she's lying to herself. Oh, my God, that's so deep. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Also, wait, sorry, because I know we're going to get there and I know we're going to talk about her relationship with Li Shang a lot more than we have done so far. But while we're talking about like, oh, I wish she stayed her true self is like, dude, you know, she and Li Shang are cosplaying in that army uniform when they go home. What what if... What if they're just each other's beards? Yes. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, oh my god. We need, I have so many things I want to talk to talk about, and I don't even know, like, what direction I want to go in next. Can we, wait, can we talk about this real quick? Um, because, so, while we talk about Mulan's journey and her identity and her, like, Sydney, you were just saying how, like, she's on this journey by herself, Um, and there's just one moment that I, I mean, let's go back to reflection just a little bit because we haven't spent enough time on reflection yet. Um, but there's this really crucial moment in reflection. And some of you might remember if you listened to the recording of our live show that we did in, 
Boston, where we talked about uh, the parent trap, that there was a really important scene in the parent trap where uh, they cut, do, do a little short haircut, uh, and that might harken back to a scene in Reflection where, you know, Mulan has this moment of taking, taking that sword and just... Given a big old chop to her hair. And, like, that is such an important moment in the movie. It's such an important moment in Mulan's journey. And I think we just need to call out one more time the importance of a queer oh my haircut gosh, that was... for young girls sometimes. <laughs> I love how Lee, like, every time we say this stuff, because Lee is, like, short hair, and I'm like, yeah. I will take my long hair to the grave. She's like, <laughs> queer haircuts are so I'm important not for, for everyone. some people. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone has their journey, Ellie. Some of us see ourselves in Mulan, some of us see ourselves in Ariel, and they're all gay and it's okay. I, I was going to say, I do remember when she chops off her hair, I was like, ah, that was freshman year of college when people realized they were gay. You move into the dorms, you know, the hair loses a few inches. It was, back in the day of the Tegan and Sarah haircut, that was a thing. Yeah. You got a flag. You have to let everyone else know <laughs> who you are now. In addition to the hair, not only was that a pinnacle moment, but if you want to look at other lesbian indicators, there's a scene where Mulan finally scales the pole to reach the arrow. And as she is scaling the pole at dawn and she reaches the arrow, she sits on top of the pole or the pillar. She sits on top of the pillar like a boss. She sits there with her legs spread out, her arm (laughs) on her knee, like a lesbian. I'm like, that is how I sit on the subway. Can't sit. Hashtag gays can't sit. Yes. 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 Oh my God. Yes. We'll, we'll get a screen grab of that because you're so right. It is the gayest. She has the, like, gayest, the gayest way to sit ever. She sits gay. And then, you know, when she first approaches the camp, she does like a strut. I mean, given she was instructed to walk more masculine, but you know, every, <laughs> not every, several lesbians have a lesbian strut. I was walking down in Brooklyn the other day and I saw my friend about a block away. And she is strutting along. She's strutting towards me. And I'm like, is that, is that, is that you? And it was my friend who was a lesbian. I was like, that is the strut that I recognize nice. from certain people. You literally saw the strut from a the mile away. That's so funny. I also love, right, because we've talked a lot about how, like, you first come out and a lot of us, you you do that, like, gay puberty where I think a lot of queer women, when you first come out and you don't quite know exactly what that means about where your new gender identity kind of, like, expression falls. Not necessarily identity, but, like, do I have to look butch to be a lesbian, right? I think a lot of us go through that phase, uh, and that's 100% what Mulan does, right? Is she's like, oh, I'm gonna be, like, I'm I'm coming out now as queer, so, like, here's my big manly walk. And then she, like, drops it as soon as she kind of gets comfortable with herself, right? Which, like, many of us also do. Yeah, so 100%, that's her, that's her gay puberty right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, and she's still super, super queer. Yes. Even when she lets, lets all of the hyper-masculinity go. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> Lee, you just remind Lee, you just reminded me that um my gay puberty thing and no one knows this about me until right now. Are you guys excited about this? Yes. Oh, oh my god, god. So Catholic school, freshman year. I wore <laughs> boxers to class. Yes. <laughs> Scoop, you heard it here first, world. 
instead of your like Catholic school yeah, girl skirt. So I did have Catholic school girl skirts, but we were also allowed to wear trousers or khakis. And so I would sag my trousers with my boxers showing. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm femme presenting now, but Man, do t- times change. That's amazing. Hey, I'm telling we all have that, you have that phase, right? You just, you don't know, you gotta find yourself. You gotta find where you are, where's your expression that's comfortable. We've all, we've all been Test there, okay? We out. all did it. It's all For cool. For me, it's a leather jacket. I always wanted one, and I got one and was like, that fits. <laughs> that's it. That's all I need. Okay, I'm gonna put this out there only because you shared your embarrassing story, and I'll share. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I'll share mine only because... Kelsey and I still like to make fun of me for it, but when Kelsey and I started dating in college, uh, we met on a diving team. We were on a springboard diving team, and so that means that you had, like, like you'd go to practice together, and of course, it's, it's you're on, like, a diving, you're in the pool, right? So you, like, have to, like, shower and change every practice, and the running joke was, like, everyone could always tell if I was in the shower, because if you smell Old Spice body wash, that would, that would be this, that would be this girl, right? That would be that big old <laughs> lesbian with the Old yeah. Spice. It's the Old Spice body wash coming at you. Yep. Sounds right. Thank you, uh, gay puberty. We've all done it. Gay, yeah, gay puberty and 12-year-old boys. Old Spice. Oh, my God. They should hire 100% lesbians. 100% accuracy. Old Spice. Sponsored by. Old Spice should definitely hire lesbians. We have. I know so many queer women who use Old Spice deodorant, yes. Old Spice body wash. Old Spice, if you're looking for a sponsorship, uh, hit us they up. They want that musk. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know who probably wears Old Spice? Lee Shang. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. Yeah, can we talk about Lee Shang? I just want to talk about Lee Shang. You know, to, I okay. Yes, Mulan, but I still think the the ultimate queer rep in Mulan that was like full front and center. I mean, we can talk about how coded Mulan is until uh until the cows come home. Sure. But Li Shang is not coded. Li Shang falls in love yeah. with a dude. You're right. Yeah. Yep. What what the what the F, Disney? What I mean, what's the it deal? It reminds me a lot of She's the Man, which I think we actually talked about in our She's the Man yes. episode. But, shit's gay. That shit's but yeah, gay. Yeah, Li Shang is definitely queer. A lot of people call him a bisexual icon what? because he falls in love with Mulan when she is ping obviously he gets angry because he's homophobic and he's like oh god I can't believe you didn't tell me you were a girl we all internalize things she She bounded her chest well I guess during that scene she was also injured but still (laughs) still yeah so that's why I say Mulan's he was was upset he was a little upset to find out that uh yeah. yeah, I know. Do you think he was more mad that she came out as a girl? Like, he couldn't be with his gay lover? Oh, yes. Or that she lied to him? Oh, 100%. That, the first mm. one. Because he was like, oh, I just figured out my sexuality. And I was like, fuck. And this is why I love... I mean, besides the fact just that I, I think it's there, I think it's in the movie very clearly... I love the interpretation of Mulan being either trans or gender nonconforming in some way, because what I think that means is they find their happy ending, despite being two very, very queer people trying to be forced into a heteronormative mold. Mm. 
Yes. Right? Because, yes. like, it doesn't make sense otherwise. The whole story makes no sense for Shang... Like, Li Shang falls in love with Mulan as a guy, and then suddenly is like, oh, but you're a girl, so, like, that's okay. And, like, sure, you could make the bisexual argument... And not to not to discount uh, the possible bisexual rep, but I also really like the interpretation of him realizing it's not just that Mulan is a woman, and that must mean I'm in love with a woman, and what does that mean about my obvious homosexuality, uh, but <laughs> that she's not a woman. She's either a, a trans man or, like, somewhere on a gender-fluid spectrum, and that suddenly makes it, like, actually, we're just two very, very queer people who love each other, and, like, now we're gonna have this super queer wedding and marriage and, like... Have but our nobody else together. knows. And nobody else knows, but, like, every night you get out your little, like, you know, you tie up your little top bun, and we get out some, you know, like, army army uniforms, and we uh, have a little fun. I mean, yeah, he had a cute bun, and he, I mean, he was masculine, but he also had a nice, soft, feminine face. And, and I would even have to say, like, you know, what... Mulan. <laughs> Are we saying Mulan was a twin? <laughs> oh no, I, I meant Li Shang. Yeah, he got oh, Li Shang. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a very yeah, he, pretty exactly. Man. He was a pretty guy, and with Mulan, you know, I have to say that when I saw Mulan, I remember exactly when I was a kid. When I saw Mulan, I was like, oh my gosh, this was a woman that also had very masculine traits. Like she could be presented as both mass or femme, and I've just never imagined in a million years. Disney would ever allow or portray like a badass girl like that. You know, I think now there's a lot more Disney characters, princesses, whatever that may be trending towards. I'm an independent woman. I'm really badass. But in my memory, Mulan was the first one Um, because otherwise you had, you know, Disney princesses from the forties, the fifties, the sixties. Right. And then, yeah. Yeah. Definitely not strong independent women. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mulan was the first one who really was, like, yeah. I, I can't think of someone before her. Hercules came right before Hercules came right before Hercules her. is the only one that I'm, like, Megara. There was, like, Bugs Life. There was Hunchback of Notre Dame. So it was, it was Hunchback of Notre Dame and then Hercules. You know your Disney timeline. I love Esmeralda. Oh, I thought babe. Esmeralda was so hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, am I gay? Or uh, That's okay. My gay awakening was 100% chess. Uh, yes. <laughs> Even with the new movie. I was like, que so. I'm sure we're going to do a, an Aladdin episode at some point, and I will have an awful lot of feelings about this. You're going through all, the whole Disney canon this season? I know, right? Disney's going to find out at some point and like shut us down. Sue us. <laughs> that's another thing is that there's no shipping in this movie. I mean, there's shipping between like Lee Shang and male version of Mulan, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say Li oh, Shang and yes, Ping. And just, yes, and Li Shang and Mulan. We so. we do have another Mulan ship, though, that can we talk about real quick? Oh, you want to talk about Once Upon a Time? Oh, of course I do. Okay, so Once Upon a Time was one of my favorite shows ever. When it first came out, I like, binged it. And um, it's basically uh, all these fairy tale characters who get brought into real life in this one town. And then it goes back and forth between the fairy tale land and like the real life town. So Mulan is in, I don't know, one of the seasons and blatantly is bisexual. Oh my gosh. And falls in love with Sleeping Beauty, Aurora. That is beautiful. I gotta gotta look that up. Yeah. 
for for and quote research. This, you have to watch. If it. you it just look up, it was like Mulan Fem Slash. Yeah, there will be there will be shipping. Yeah, there's. Have you guys seen the Rocket Ralph two? Where there is the, all the Disney princesses, and you know Mulan yes. comes. So this this movie came out last year, and Mulan is like this edgy teenager who's like kind of cool and just kind of lesbian, and she kind of sits in the corner on her little beanbag with all the other Disney princesses, <laughs> and she just looks cool like she shops at Hot Topic. Yeah, she literally <laughs> she has cuff jeans, high tops, and a varsity jacket. I wrote this down in my notes as well because that was so gay. Yes, <laughs> like so gay amazing yeah. oh my so god fun. um i think what we're what we're figuring out is like every version of mulan anywhere is always gay i'm super excited for the new live action to find out if she's like as gay in this one as well i know we'll see i'm nervous i have one last thing that i need to bring up because you know you know ellie you know i'm saving one for you of course that i'm gonna take us down the lesbian rabbit hole right now so we talked about leia salonga um, who is the singing voice of the original Disney Mulan. Um, we haven't talked about her speaking, like her character actor voice, um, played by Ming-Na Wen. You may may or may not know. Um, she is a bad ass. She's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She is a badass. She could probably, like, just kill me a million ways from Sunday without even trying. She's super super amazing um and also was the speak like regular speaking non-singing voice of the original disney mulan and uh she played stargate universe's first openly gay character uh so i just want to say not only is every version of mulan gay but the woman who voiced her also has also played gay in more stuff because you just can't get away from the gay here. There's gay you everywhere you look. You can't. <laughs> Do you think the Disney creators knew? I feel like this is my next mission in life is to interview all the creators of Mulan. Do you think they Do knew? it. Honestly, yes. I think if anyone could do it, it would be you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like they always act like they didn't know, but we talked about this in one, in, um, in our Incredibles 2 episode. I do feel like somewhere there was a writer in those writer's rooms who also was in the closet or like is secretly gay and just is like feeding all these straight people, like all these things like, oh yeah, totally normal stuff for straight girls to do. And then then they're just like... Ah, ha, ha, we made Mulan gay and they don't even know. Right. Like, but all of yeah. us who's in the in-group, we're like, hold up. I, there's some coded language and some coded action. Because what I also love is that even up until the very last scene where she, de- she defeats the like evil character, the Mongolian character, right? She defeats himself single-handedly without Li Shang. And at the very end, they're like, Oh, we should probably we should probably put these two characters together and then marry them yeah. and then have a direct to DVD like movie Mulan two. Right. So like up until the movie, what's that what's that test, right? Like all the movies and how many girls fight The Bechtel test? Bechtel, Bechtel test, test, right? I don't know if that passes the Bechtel test, but she basically didn't need any guy up until the very, very, very end and it was kind of an afterthought. Yes. Oh yeah. It was like, all right, guess we oh, gotta yeah. throw that love interest back in. Here he is. Do you want to come to dinner? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to stay forever? Yeah. Do you want to stay forever? My favorite line. 
She moves yes. fast, like a lesbian. U-Haul. Oh, they do U-Haul. Yeah, Good those for queers. them. Uh, so is that our only is that our I only feel- legitimate ship that we're gonna go for? Should we? I feel like maybe should we try? Should we push ourselves? Some of the who were you saying was one of the other gay characters? Mushu and the cricket. Nah. Mushu and the cricket. Yeah. I just. I, <laughs> Oh my god, wait, sorry, I had one other thing that I wanted to call out before, just while we talk about the cultural insensitivity of Disney, um, the, so, Mushu, the Cricket, Li Shang, none of these characters are in the Ballad of Mulan, the original poem, you wanna know who is in the Ballad of Mulan that also shows up in the movie, um, is little brother, little brother, uh, so in the, in the poem, Mulan has an older sister and a little brother, and so they mention little brother, uh, and you want to know who little brother is in the movie? Oh. It's her dog. Oh, so, my God. So way to go, Disney. Very culturally sensitive. Sorry, just had to throw that out there well, while we're talking I, about the, the bit characters. As I'm also looking at the movie, especially as I just recently rewatched it, I was like, that dog doesn't look geographically accurate. That nope. looks like a Western dog. <laughs> like the way they drew the dog. Nothing's yeah. accurate. No, no, no. So there, sorry, just wanted to call call out that little shining moment of, um, you know, excellent. No, the worst part is when she enters, when she enters the camp. And I mean, I get it. I think Disney was trying to portray like, look, here's a bunch of dudes. Dudes are very, you know, lazy on their hygiene. But you have this guy picking at his toes with chopsticks. And even as a kid, I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if it was for com- comedic relief, but uh, that was odd. It's odd It's odd to look at in the context of 2019. You know, yeah, different times, wow. y'all. Wow. All right. Yeah, let's figure it so out. Ship names, huh? and <laughs> I was just going to say Shulan. Ooh. Oh, I was going to go with, like, I, I was going to make a song out of it uh, in reference to another Disney movie and go with, like, Shalalan. Ooh. <laughs> I was thinking Lelon. Lelon. Ooh, Lelon. I do like that. I feel like probably my dream for this, and I I bet somewhere out there there's a listener who could do this for me. Uh, I would love to know the characters that go into their names, and I want someone to make like a combo character ship name. That's what I want. Oh, like with calligraphy. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Right. That's like that. Like combines characters from like both parts of their names but like makes a new actual name that'd be pretty awesome do you know what i mean i bet you could do it and i bet it'd be super cool because they both have really really cool meanings to their names right like like mulan as a name i think means it's like i looked it up and now i forget it's like a chrysanthemum or something it's like a flower that's meaningful for chinese people and doing great lee you're doing great i I am not (laughs) i know nothing i'm so sorry i apologize for everything i'm saying i'm probably fucking it all up but i'm trying my best and i just think it'd be cool because we don't do a lot of ship names with names that are originally character based in the way that like chinese writing is i just bet it'd be cool so someone take me up on this i think it's an idea that could go somewhere don't leave me hanging okay i think it's my time we gotta do a queuing oh my god i'm so ready so we're gonna do a q and gay with you which means we're gonna ask you some questions you're gonna answer them and our listeners are gonna answer them on our twitter they're all multiple choice or yes or no all right so the first question is what's the gayest song in mulan a i'll make a man out of you b reflection c 
girl worth fighting for, or D, honor to us all. Okay, well, I still have to say the girl we're fighting for, because when I was growing up, I was absolutely such a hopeless romantic. I think I still am. And I'm always like, I'm doing this for you, baby. Oh. (laughs) So you're always with a girl worth fighting for. I love it. Gay. Gay. Uh, Question two. This one's easy. Yes or no? Are you excited for the live action version? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm down to hang. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Number three. What's your favorite interpretation of Mulan's identity? A butch lesbian or B gender nonconforming slash trans? From my perspective, I, I you probably just want an A or B. As a lesbian cis woman, I feel like my intuition is to go with A. However, I also, I see her more as gender fluid rather than perhaps mm-hmm. trans. But again, this is just one person's perspective because I think that she just wants to show up in different ways, kind of depending on how she feels like she should show up. Well, and also I love that that she can represent something different for different people. You know, like I think there's there's yeah. just so much queer in the movie that it's like you can find representation for so many different people in one character. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, and I think that's, I think, you know, that's why even with your first question, is, you know, is the song reflection? I think reflection can mean so many oh, things God, yes. for different identities. But it's like, if you're fine for a girl, <laughs> yo, that is some lesbian shit. Right there. Okay, question four. Are you, there's a couple choices here. A, swift as a coursing river. B, all the force of a great typhoon. C, the strength of a raging fire. Or D, mysterious as the dark side of the moon. I knew you were going to sing that last one. Of course I was going to sing it. I almost sang all, all of, them. of them. Come on. <laughs> Yo, I love a girl with mystery, so I have to go with that one. There you go. <laughs> nice. Sydney is like creating her dating profile right now. Everyone's I, like, yeah. she'll oh fight for God. me. She's mysterious. Let's do this. <laughs> She's like, look, I love a girl who cuts her hair in a mirror. Look, I love a girl who have a girl worth fighting for. Look. I love a girl who's gender fluid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's get Sydney a girlfriend. No, you don't need one. It's okay. You be an independent you be an independent woman like Mulan. No. All right, number five. Who is the gayest Mulan? A 98 Disney Mulan. B 2020 Disney Mulan. C Ralph Breaks the Internet Mulan. Or D Once Upon a Time Mulan. Okay. <laughs> I was not expecting this question. <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. Um, I haven't seen the 2020 Mulan, so I think that's a bit hard. F- from the trailer, she didn't seem that gay. I didn't feel like we were sisters. I am excited. Again, always excited for more Asian representation in movies and in entertainment. But I have to say it's the 2018 Mulan from Racket Ralph. Because when I saw when I saw her for like two minutes, I was like, yo, that was me when I was in high school. That was like lesbian Sydney in high school <laughs> in a Pixar version of Mulan. So that was that really hit home. Nice. I also I think the main takeaway of this question is, I mean, granted, we haven't seen 2020 Mulan yet. We don't know for sure. But I think we can say pretty confidently Mulan should have been gay. Should have been gay. Every Mulan. All of the, all Mulans should have been slash were gay. 
Thank you so much, Sydney, for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Do you want to tell people where they can yeah, look you up if they want Thanks to find Thanks again you? for having me on the show. If you guys want to reach me and learn more about building companies, investing, or personal finance, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sydney Lai, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-L-A-I. And we can just hang out, be friends, and yeah, just feel free to say hello. I love it. I think a lot of people can benefit from that. Thank you so, so much yet again, yeah, Sydney. Thank you. you have been the best friend to this podcast <laughs> and to me. And I'm so happy we got to do this. Absolutely. Thanks. I had a great time and yeah, keep on rocking. I absolutely love you guys' podcast and I can't wait to get uh, more folks listening and engaging with the podcast. Let me hear you say hip, hip, hip. We love hearing from you and building our community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things from each episode. And this episode, we want to shout out Lisa Charlotte on Twitter, who said she's hashtag feeling seen in by teen from our last episode. I love it so much. I love it. I love it. it as well. I also like to say that I also know Lisa. She's great. And we also just want to shout out all of our bisexual listeners. We love you and we are happy that you're feeling seen. And you'll you'll still be seen when it's not by yes. teen anymore. You're Don't always worry. seen. We also, as always, want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, Amy and Ellen, Kayla Kelly, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, and Danny Gunlock Tamora. Thank you all so, so much. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. If you have ideas for other should have been gays, let us know. Or you can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you use to listen. That way you'll know as soon as new episodes go up. We're also going to be posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The easiest one is to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps new people find the podcast. And you can also join us on Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We're looking for 100 patrons by October 1st. And if you join before October 1st, you also have the opportunity to come on for a Q&A, which is super fun. We love having you on the show. If you want to rock some Les Hangout swag, we have all of our designs up at bit.ly slash lesshop. That's our tea Public store. You can get teas and totes and sweaters and all sorts of cool stuff. You can get like a wall hanging. I don't know. They have some, some Get a fun... Les Hangout tapestry, baby. <laughs> straight do it uh i'm just saying there's options and you can check all that out i would actually die if someone had a, our logo on their wall please do it um, <laughs> if you want to find us individually you can find me at ellie brigida on instagram and twitter and you can find me on instagram and twitter at lsh foster and with that i'm ellie and i'm lee and, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon let's hang out, out.